We're back with some more college basketball action here for Wednesday, March 8th. Conference Championship Week rolls on. Got a lot of great games to take a look at today, so let's jump right into it. Now, we start today's show off in the Big East as DePaul takes on Seton Hall. DePaul comes into this game as the 116th overall team in the high tippet power ranking. Seton Hall is the 48th overall team. And, you know, neither one of these teams were particularly good um, throughout Big East play this season. But Seton Hall certainly had moments and were certainly overall the better team between these two. Ended up going 10-10 and 10 on the year. Got a strong win on the road against Providence to close out the season. Were able to beat this DePaul team twice, um, you know, during the regular season. And it was a seeing all team that while they struggled at times against some of the top teams in the conference looked better um, when they went and played teams like DePaul here and as far as DePaul went really struggled down the stretch of the season ended up losing their last 11 games I mean it's a DePaul team that hasn't come out with a victory um, since all the way back on January 18th and, and offensively speaking it's not like neither one of these teams really was great this season they both had some shooting struggles um, that led to, to you know some of their struggles overall this season for DePaul only shooting a 49 effective field goal percentage they were a little bit better from the perimeter hitting 36.1 percent but overall not a great shooting team and in seton hall not much better a 49.2 effective field goal percentage and only hitting 33.3 percent from beyond the arc but obviously what shaheen holloway was able to bring to this seton hall team this season was on the defensive side of things they were actually one of the top defenses in the nation the 21st overall team in defensive efficiency entering this game while depaul is the 175th overall team and really just across the board it was the Seton Hall team that was strong on the defensive side of the ball their shot defense looked solid only giving up a 47.3 effective field goal percentage in the year while DePaul allowed their opponents a 51.4 Seton Hall also did a really good job from the perimeter only giving up 30.4 percent from beyond the arc while DePaul allowing 34.9 and um, even outside of shooting Seton Hall was strong defensively forcing turnovers on 21.3 percent of their opponents possessions the 37th best team in the nation in that category while DePaul only forced turnovers on 17.8 percent of their opponent's possessions and overall i really truly think if seton hall can slow this game down rely on their defense to give them opportunities much like they did in the first two games against DePaul, i don't think there's any reason they can't cover this spread i'm taking seton hall minus five and a half here against DePaul. Now we head to the SEC tournament for this next game as Ole Miss takes on South Carolina. Ole Miss comes into this game as the 87th overall team in the odds of a power ranking. South Carolina, the 137th overall team. And um, obviously two teams that really struggled throughout sec play this season i mean overall it's two teams that come into this game 11 and 20 on the season certainly not good records by any means and to be quite honest just purely breaking down these teams statistically um it's hard to find a whole lot to love about them I and mean, we look back to the two matchups these two teams had in the regular season it was actually the road team that came out victorious in both of those showings but offensively speaking neither one of them has been a great shooting team for Ole miss a 47 point five effective field goal percentage and only hitting 29.7 percent from beyond the arc overall south carolina not a whole lot better only a 46.9 effective field goal percentage but they've been decent from the perimeter at least comparatively hitting 32.4 percent from beyond the arc and gregory jackson the second hasn't been a bad score for Ole miss this or for south carolina this season 15.1 points per game for him um wondering that both these teams have actually had some successes in the offensive rebounding department i mean i mean we 
you shoot the ball this bad, you get a lot more opportunities. But South Carolina pulling down 33% off the offensive glass. Ole Miss pulling down 33.8% off the offensive glass. Defense-wise, neither one of these teams is great either. Both their shot defenses have had some struggles. Ole Miss only giving up a 49.4 effective field goal percentage, while South Carolina a 52.7. Ole Miss also allowing 33.9% from beyond the arc, while South Carolina has held their opponents to 33.6%. Overall, Two teams that have struggled, two teams that really aren't that great, but two teams that comparatively and, and matchup wise, I think are very even, which is why I'm kind of baffled that South Carolina, you know, is getting six and a half points here in this game. I mean, we look at the last game of the season for the South Carolina team, the, the game on or at home um, against Georgia. It was a game that they didn't look bad in. We're able to get the win um, in that one. And, and I'm really just a little bit surprised how many points they're getting in this game. I think this is going to be a close game between two teams that, yes, are bad, um, but I think South Carolina keeps it close. Taking them plus six and a half here against Ole Miss. Now we head to the Mountain West tournament for this next game as Wyoming takes on New Mexico. Wyoming comes into this game as the 95th overall team in the high to power ranking. New Mexico is the 96th overall team. And neither one of these teams had the seasons they were really expecting. Obviously, you know, Wyoming had a lot of high hopes coming into the season. Never really got things going, even in non-conference playing. You know, continued to struggle even more as they got into the heart of Mountain West play. They were able to get the win on the road again against this New Mexico team and you know for New Mexico obviously started the season off very very hot started the season 14 and 0 and then they themselves struggled a bit during Mountain West play but it's still a New Mexico team that has had some success this season. And while they certainly aren't the team we saw early in the year, um, offensively speaking, there is a lot of things to still love about them. I mean, overall, they're the 19th overall team in offensive efficiency, while Wyoming is the 227th overall team. New Mexico has done a fairly strong job shooting the basketball this season, a 53.4 effective field goal percentage on the year, and hitting 36.7% from beyond the arch. Jamal Mashburn leads the way scoring-wise for New Mexico with 19.5 points per game this season. Been a really good shot scorer this year. And while Wyoming, they themselves aren't a bad shooting team, you know, put up some decent stats as well, they've struggled a bit more. Only a 51.7 effective field goal percentage and hitting 34.8% from beyond the arc. But one area that Wyoming certainly just doesn't, you know, compete, um, at least on paper with New Mexico, is in the defensive side of things. Um, their shot defense just hasn't been nearly as good this season, giving up a 53.5 effective field goal percentage and 36.8% from beyond the arc. New Mexico um, only allowing a 50.2 effective field goal percentage and 32.6% from beyond the arc, not to mention New Mexico's been a fairly strong team in the turnover department, forcing turnovers on 17.6% of their opponent's possessions. Wyoming forcing turnovers on only 16.6% of theirs. Um, and offensively speaking, New Mexico does a great job holding out of the basketball, only turning it over on 15.8% of their own possessions, while Wyoming turns it over on 18.4% of theirs. And overall, yeah, I get it. It's a New Mexico team that, that certainly didn't live up to expectations and really struggled um, down the stretch of the season. But it was a New Mexico team that we saw have moments this season and have some good wins. I mean, beating San Diego State, beating St. Mary's, beating Boise State, um, you know, impressive wins in their own right. And it's a New Mexico team that certainly has the talent, certainly has the offensive power. And if they can push tempo, get up and down the court, they can certainly outrun this New Mexico or this Wyoming team. And I see no reason this New Mexico team um, can't win this game big. Taking New Mexico minus seven and a half here against Wyoming. 
Now, before we get into the second half of Wednesday's show, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottips.com. Got college basketball, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up on the site every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there, as well as my personal accounts at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I'm putting out, and also on Bet Stamp where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet and last but definitely not least if you're watching here on youtube hit that like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on here for wednesday's card and let's get into these final two games now we head to the big 10 tournament for this next game as minnesota takes on nebraska minnesota comes into this game as the 152nd overall team in the hot tibet power ranking nebraska is the 106th overall team and you know overall it was a nebraska team that maybe didn't start out big 10 play the best um, but really finished it very very strong i mean down the stretch of the season it was a nebraska team that was just playing solid basketball i mean they won five of their final six games their only loss coming against Michigan State um, you know they were able to beat this Minnesota team twice this season and, and overall it was a Nebraska team that has really just played some solid basketball and for Minnesota not so much the case you know only two wins through Big Ten play now granted um, their last two games of the season obviously that win against Rutgers and they were able to keep it semi-close against Wisconsin on Wednesday night but overall it's a Minnesota team that has really struggled to shoot the basketball this season only a 48.6 effective field goal percentage on the year and only hitting 31.9 percent from beyond the arc not to mention Minnesota is dead last in the country when it comes to free throw shooting only hitting 61.5 percent of their free throws this season um certainly not a great stat line and that's not to say nebraska is a great shooting team from the free throw line only hitting 63.8 percent of their own free throws but overall nebraska has been fairly strong a 51.9 effective field goal percentage hitting 32.6 percent from beyond the arc and Derek walker you know is a very good forward for this team 13.7 points per game for him um you know has really been an outstanding shooter for this nebraska team all season long and overall it's a Nebraska team that, that has just found ways to win basketball games. And on the defensive side of things, they've also done um, you know, some impressive things this season. Coming to this game, 60th in defensive efficiency, while Minnesota is the 189th overall team. The Nebraska shot defense has played much better this season. Only a 49.6 effective field goal percentage is what they're giving up, while Minnesota is allowed a 50.6. Nebraska's also helped their opponents to 33.9% from beyond the arc, while Minnesota giving up a 35.9 um, three-point percentage. Nebraska's also done a really good job forcing turnovers forcing turnovers on 17.6 percent of their opponent's possessions minnesota only forcing turnovers on 15 percent of their opponent's possessions overall it's a nebraska team that we we've seen really turn things around get things ramped up um you know down the end of the season down the stretch of the season have played some very very good basketball have found ways to win games and i think only making them six point favorites here in this tournament game against minnesota um it's just not enough points i'm taking nebraska minus six here against minnesota and finally, we close out the day in the Pac-12 as Stanford takes on Utah. Stanford comes into this game as the 73rd overall team in the hot tip power ranking. Utah is the 78th overall team. And, you know, both these teams, obviously middle of the road um, Pac-12 teams this season. Utah finishes right at 500, going 10-10 and in Pac-12 play. Really struggled down the stretch of the season, losing their final five games. Now, granted, it was against probably the, the toughest teams in the conference in that stretch, um, maybe outside of, like, Colorado. 
Um, but overall, it's, it was a Utah team that certainly, you know, did not live up to, to some of the early, um, you know, seasoned expectations that they had. As far as Stanford goes, you know, found some wins as well. Ended up going 7-13 and 13 overall in Pac-12 play. And it was a Stanford team that did a decent job shooting the basketball. Offensively, not a bad team. A 52.4 effective field goal percentage on the year. Hitting 35.9% from beyond the arc. You know, certainly outshot Utah this season. Um, but, you know, Utah not super far behind. A 49.2 effective field goal percentage. And Utah hitting 33.5% from beyond the arc this season. But obviously, you know, the, the, the draw for Utah and the reason I've liked them at times this season, even if they have kind of fallen off, you know, near the end of conference play, is because of their defense. They're the 33rd overall team in defensive efficiency coming into this game, while Stanford the 160th overall team. And the shot defense from Utah is just too good to ignore. I mean, only giving up a 47 effective field goal percentage on the season, the seventh best team in the nation in that category, while Stanford is allowing a 51.1. Utah's also held their opponents to 30.2% from beyond the arc, while Stanford allowing 35.3% from beyond the arc. Really, this game is going to come down to one thing. Is Stanford able to get through this Utah defense, and is this Utah defense able to shut down the Stanford shooters? I think the latter is going to be true. I think Utah rebounds after you know a very rough stretch to end the season i think they play a very competitive game um and i think craig smith gets his team going relies on the defense and i think they pull out the win in this one i'm taking utah minus 105 here against stanford